How do you both spend quality time with your loved ones and build a massive company and pay attention to your physical fitness and eat well and perform at your job and relax when you need to and get eight hours of sleep? Well, it's difficult. I agree. But like all greatness worth pursuing, not impossible. And here's how. You focus. average CEO reads 60 books per year, and many attribute their success to this habit of constant learning. This is the difference between those who actualize and those who fail. This automization of their learning, this 1% better every day. On the MentorBox podcast, we're making it easy for you to build and maintain that same habit, the same type of constant lifelong learning as those CEOs, simply by listening to this podcast. Make sure to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you like to listen and tune in for new episodes every Monday, Wednesday, and every Friday. And if you want to dig deeper into what our incredible guests teach, make sure to go to mentorbox.com and become a member today. Hello and welcome to this edition of MentorBox. I'm your host, Jonathan Kendall, and today we're going to be discussing the importance of and the how-to for focus. Now, there are naturally a few ways to approach this topic, so instead of picking just one, I'm going to go all out for this lesson and give you all five. Sounds good? Good. Though, it's going to take two full lessons to do so, to go over everything in full. This, then, is just part one. We'll finish the rest next week, all right? So you all intuitively know the importance of being focused. Focus equals a squeezing of time. It means productivity. It is an antidote to procrastination. Successful people can focus, and the unsuccessful, not so much, right? So again, all this is quite intuitive. Though just like many theories we know to be true, we most of the time, despite the answer's obviousness, live counter to our own best interests, which is why today I'm going to deconstruct the madness down to its individual components, uncluttering the whole in favor of a plan. So just to get it out of the way, here are the five types of focus. First, focus is the most fundamental attribute necessary for deliberate practice, which is the method for becoming world-class at anything, literally anything. So we'll deconstruct all that to begin. But there's also focus as it relates to productivity, focus as a tool to expand time. Then third, we need to focus on the right metrics in order to stay sane while striving forward, as in not worrying about what doesn't matter. Then fourth, focus as a method for spiritual joy. Focus in this sense is a technique for being present. And then finally, the yin to the rest's yang, knowing how and when you should let go of your focus in order to move yourself into a state of flow. Got that? I know it's a lot, but it'll be worth it. So stick with me. In fact, I thought of writing a whole book about this topic, The Five Stages of Focus, something like that. And maybe one day I will, because from everything I've read and experienced in life, mastering focus in all its phases is really that important. So again, focus is crucial because one, it's the key to mastery. Two, It's the antidote to procrastination. Three, it counteracts stressful rumination. Four, 
it automates joy, and five, it optimizes performance. And here's how. If you've ever read Outliers by Malcolm Gladwell, So Good They Can't Ignore You, or Deep Work by Cal Newport, Peak by Anders Ericsson, The Talent Code by Daniel Coyle, Talent is Overrated by Jeff Colvin, How Champions Think by Rob Bertella, or, well, you get the point. I could go on. If you've ever read any of these books, you would recognize the term deliberate practice. Literally every book ever written about world-class performance, in fact, has one thing in common. Deliberate practice, which itself has basically three parts to it. First, you need to focus on one specific goal. Then you need to practice without distraction outside of your comfort zone with the aim of reaching that goal. And then you get feedback on your performance. So that sounds all science-y, I know, like an equation, but basically it means that if you want to get good at something, you need to efficiently practice that skill with the intention of getting better. And then if you do this often enough, you will eventually become a master of that skill. Wash, rinse, repeat, it's basically impossible to fail. So for example, if you want to become a guitar virtuoso, You can't learn a song and play it over and over again. Instead, you must play that song faster and faster and faster and faster every single time for at least 50 minutes at a time without stopping to check Facebook or eat, without the TV in the background, without Instagram, without pausing to text someone, videotaping yourself each time, by the way, then sending your practice session to a teacher for advice. See the difference? Good. So you'll notice then that focus is crucial to two of the three major components of deliberate practice, which again, is the major predictor of mastery, which itself is a massive predictor of success. This should be obvious, but just in case it's not, ask yourself this question. Who do you know that's wildly wealthy or successful, that's not incredibly good at at least one thing? Yeah, crickets. Without at least one world-class skill set, you are destined to a life of mediocrity. Simple as that. So step one, focus on the skill you want to acquire. Focus on the goal that you want to achieve. And you do this by asking yourself this question. What is the one thing that I am both capable of becoming great at and I'm willing to put my soul into when the going gets tough? For me, it's writing and teaching. For you, maybe it's selling. Maybe it's technology. Maybe it's being a florist. Maybe it's human resources, maybe it's management, public speaking, coaching, cooking, something mechanical. Whatever it is, you must pick that skill and then hyper-focus on becoming better and better and better at it, forever upping your game until you reach the pinnacle of your and a human's potential with regards to that skill. And then, and often only then, will you reach a point of true success. Because if you're that good, people will pay you for it, I promise. But remember, choosing what to focus on is just the first step. The second is that during your practice sessions, the trudging forward while you're still crawling, playing that guitar until your hands bleed faster and faster and faster every time, you must necessarily focus. In fact, if you don't focus, you're not deliberately practicing because it takes a while to really warm up into true practice. In fact, it literally takes your body some time, which is why professional athletes usually practice for at least a few hours a day because they know the first 20 minutes is basically a wash. So too the last. Though if they're hyper-focused for that middle, they may get 40 minutes to an hour and a half of beautifully comfort zone expanding practice. Now, the third part, the mentorship, the teaching, the feedback. 
You can hack that part by uploading your practice to YouTube or asking an advisor or even by reading the right books or watching the right videos and comparing yourself to the masters. Or help, you can just buy yourself a tutor if you want. And if you have the money, I highly recommend this method. It's why we pay for college, right? To learn. So, but anyways, either way, focus is the foundation. Focus on what skill you want to master and then practice that skill without any distraction for at least 50 minutes every day and you're golden. This means turn off your phone. This means turn off the TV. This means lock yourself alone in a room. This means no distractions. I'm serious. And if you want to be serious about any skill, you should be serious too. And this works, by the way, with a physical skill as well as it does with a mental skill, even psychologically. I'll get into this in the next lesson, but if you focus your attention on loving your spouse, for example, for 50 minutes a day, really diving into giving him or her your undivided attention, actually getting better at being a partner, man, your life will change in a flash, I promise. But okay, next up, part two, focus as a productivity tool. Let's get one thing straight right off the bat. Everyone has the same time in a day. Yes, everyone has different life experiences, and I'd argue that if you're listening to this right now, you probably have a massive advantage in your life. And if you don't think you do, you're probably giving yourself excuses, but I digress. Yes, everyone is naturally given different life experiences. So one person's day may be filled with sailing inherited yachts, while another may be a single parent of three. Totally. Yes, absolutely. But everyone still, nonetheless, has the same amount of time in the day. So with that understanding in mind, the question still stands. How do you beat time? How do you both spend quality time with your loved ones and build a massive company and pay attention to your physical fitness and eat well and perform at your job and relax when you need to and get eight hours of sleep? Well, it's difficult. I agree. But like all greatness worth pursuing, not impossible. And here's how. You focus. Meaning, don't waste time. Meaning, most of the time, when you feel like you're neglecting your spouse because of work, for example, it's because you're being unfocused both at work and when you're with him or her. Or if you're not able to sneak in a workout in the gym, it's because you're not focused when you're trying to go to sleep. Because as one of my virtual mentors, Brian Johnson, always says, success starts with the fundamentals. And he's right. If you're hyper-focused while at work, hyper-focused while you're working out, hyper-focused, ironically, during your meditation, and extremely focused on being present with your children, then you absolutely 100% have time in the day to do everything you want. The problem then isn't a lack of time, it's wasted time. To give you an example, MentorBox is an absolute rocket ship, forever flying at 10,000 miles an hour. The constant iterations, aggressive growth, and incredible traction that we've been lucky to find, it requires me at this still infant stage of our company to still be at work about 80 hours a week. I work five out of six weekends. I go in at eight, come back around nine every day. It's relentless. Now, of course, I love it, and that helps, but it's relentless nonetheless. We have MentorBox proper, social marketing science, our B2B marketing wing, and Booth Sales, a high-end coaching practice which hosts in-person events. Not to mention the dozens of other products and services that we've tested along the way. And I, in being one of the original organizers, have my hands in all of it. We've grown from nothing to 20 million, bootstrapped the whole way in 18 months, 
one to around 30 employees in a flash, two offices in San Francisco, one in LA. It's intense. And yet, I still go to the gym. I still read every day. I still spend quality time with my fiance, and I still teach lessons in MentorBox and on this podcast, for example. But how? Well, here's how. On my way to work, I listen to an audiobook. While at work, I hyper-focus to get maximum use of my time at all times. For my lunch, I go to the gym now. Then I eat while listening to a fun podcast. This gives me some intellectual downtime. Then back to work until the end. Then on my way back from work, I usually call my sister, mom, dad, or one of my close friends to check in and maintain those relationships. Then as soon as I arrive at home, I turn off my phone to focus on my fiance. Then I take a bath to relax and meditate and listen to more audiobooks. Then when I go to bed, I go to bed. No phones, no screens, black mask, black curtains, I'm out. Now, see what happened there? The answer is to eliminate distraction. The answer is to focus. Basically, don't let any time go to waste. Take note, because if you so choose, you can automate even your relationship building, automate your reading, automate your physical fitness. If you stack things back to back and focus on each one thoroughly, you're golden. If you focus, you'll elongate time. If you focus, you'll be more productive. If you focus, you'll be able to go to work, chip away at your startup, learn a new skill, build your relationship, go to the gym, read books, watch MentorBox lessons, keep in touch with your friends, spend time with your family, and take a bath every so often. Not bad, eh? Again, the problem isn't time. Time is benign. The problem is you. The problem is you wasting time. So set a schedule for yourself. What are the five major events of your day? Start there. I'll give you a hint. They're probably one, focusing on your important relationships and giving them daily credence. And two, performing while you're at work. Three, deliberately practicing a new skill. Four, maintaining your physical health. And five, learning something new. There's more, but even if you just automate those five and really dug in while you were checking off each of those boxes, your life would be revolutionized. Simple as that. All right, so today we learned Focus's role in mastery, as well as Focus's ability to shrink time. Next week, we'll learn how Focus decreases stress, why it's a spiritual practice, and also when not to focus. Until next week, thanks for listening. Cheers. Thank you so much for listening to the MentorBox podcast. If you want to learn more about what our authors as well as all of our authors teach, make sure to sign up at MentorBox.com. And if you like the MentorBox podcast, please leave us a positive rating and review in Apple Podcasts, as that helps us get discovered by more people who will enjoy and be helped by what we do over here at MentorBox. Also, if you think of anyone who would enjoy or be helped by what we do here at MentorBox, be sure to let them know. We do what we do at MentorBox to try to make the world a better place through the incredible education our authors bring. And we can only do that through your help. So please help us spread the word. Again, thanks for listening. And we'll see you in the next MentorBox podcast.